Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott Wyden-Kivowitz. Welcome to episode 27. My name is Scott Wyden-Kivowitz, and I'm unfortunately not joined by my co-host, Rachel Conley from Photoscribe. She is sick, so she couldn't join us today, and her son is sick, so she's got a, a double whammy of uh, health recovery to do. But uh, I am joined by my guest, uh, and our guest today, Twyla LaPointe, and I'm very excited to introduce Twyla. She has been a photographer for nearly a decade and was, and was involved in the Canada Photo Convention for two years, where she offered coaching for photographers on business growth and time management. When Twyla was young, she vowed to never get so busy that life, uh, li- busy living that she uh, never really lived. So when she saw her her busy lifestyle taking over as her business grew, it was time for a change. And after researching psychology, science, memoirs, books, and more to figure out the key, she found it. Time is limited, but inco- uh, incoming information is infinite. So productivity and efficiency only help you. Uh, do more things faster, and this led to burnout and health problems. But it doesn't have to be that way. So Twyla started Last Resort, an individualized program to reprogram mindset and create systems for life. And I had the honor to uh, listen to Twyla and watch her speak at Canada Photo Convention in Toronto uh, just earlier this month. And um, I was impressed, and I learned a lot. And I'm uh, she's got a way to put. Um, the the things that a lot of photographers worry about and and think about so often into words and to educate photographers in such a great way. So welcome to the podcast, Twyla. I am really looking forward to uh, helping our listeners to learn more about what you offer and your insights into photography business. Oh, thanks so much, Scott. It's super awesome to be here. Yeah, awesome. So before we dive into what's going on with you, um, Pre-CPC, after CPC, um, let's talk a little bit about WordPress photography-related news. So a new feature that has been proposed for WordPress is to add a custom CSS block into the customizer. So the customizer is the default customizing panel that you can open up to customize a your WordPress theme. And Right now, it is kind of limited, and themes can actually implement new features in it. And there are plugins that also implement new features, like a custom CSS block. So what has happened recently is the developer of one of the most popular CSS, uh, custom CSS plugins for the customizer has proposed to take his plugin, tweak it to make it global for pretty much any theme or plugin, and build it into the customizer. And if this happens, that will be great news because it means less figuring out what plugin to use for so many photographers and WordPress users in general. So um, anything you want to add to that? I think it's just great news overall. I'm really excited about that. Um, as as a nerd and someone who does a little bit of coding on my own, I have always had to hunt for down that plugin. Um, I've also found that uh, as things move forward, 
I feel like some some developers, and this isn't true of everybody, but some developers are almost a little hostile to that CSS yes. box. They don't want you to fix things. Yeah. And so I'm going out hunting in ways to circumvent the, the walls that are around my my, uh, my WordPress um, theme. So I think it's really exciting to see that become a default because I think most people and most developers, you know, most people who are doing it on their own and have any little bit of coding knowledge and most developers... Um, are going to see this as a positive thing. Yeah, and there are some complications that, that the WordPress community will have to figure out as they're developing this. For example, right now, some of these plugins that do this feature, if you change themes, you actually lose your custom CSS because they, mm. they attach it to the theme. Uh, so we'll see how they go. They might, they're going to have to figure out a way to make that you know, sticky, um, make that stay no matter what. Um, so... But yeah, it should be it should be nice. It's not not something that that every photographer will use, but it's one of those things that if you need some minor customizations that your theme or plugin don't you know doesn't do, then you'll have that built into WordPress, and and that's something that Squarespace has. So there's no reason why WordPress shouldn't have it by default. Even SmugMug has it. So there's no reason. Mm -hmm. There's no reason why WordPress shouldn't have had this already by default. So it's about time. So. You know, I think maybe one of the only reasons is just that it gets maybe a little flack from developers, right? Because they want to create these out-of-the-box solutions for people. And that's great, but it doesn't always handle all of the needs that we have. Yep. Yep. Um, so the next thing is uh, Google will soon be displaying mobile-friendly search results before others, making it more efficient for mobile users. Basically, what this means is right now, if you were looking on, on your phone or on your iPad and you start searching, it's showing you every result. And it's actually saying mobile-friendly uh, or mobile-ready or whatever they're saying with the search results. But And that's great because they're actually making sure that your site is ranking better when it's mobile-friendly. That's part of the SEO algorithm at this point. And soon, um, they said soon, they said in the next few months, so who knows how long, they're actually going to be showing the mobile-friendly results by default first before non-mobile-friendly results. Um, so, and, and that's only on your phone. That's not going to happen on desktop from what I can understand. It's only going to happen on your mobile devices. Um, but if that means your non-mobile friendly site is ranking well on desktop, it will not rank well on mobile. So now you're really going to have two different forms of ranking well of, of SEO. You're going to have mobile and desktop. If your site is already mobile optimized, then you don't even have to worry about it. But if it's not, you've got some issues to have to figure out. So um, if your site's not already responsive, mobile friendly, just move on, move on it because you've, your time's running out to, to figure that out. So, um, yeah. Anything you want to add on that or should we move in, move on? I think that basically, I think this is going to affect the photography community a little bit because so many of us are uh, so bad at updating our yeah, websites, right? That's and for sure. So, many, so, so much is, is, uh, backlogged. So I think it's really important for people to understand that, uh, Google is, is being incredibly active at forcing people to make this change. Yep. And so it, it, it's inevitable. Go with the flow, make it as soon as you can and, and get, reap the benefits. Awesome. Um, so when we were at CPC, you announced something you're working on. Can you share what that is? Because I'm excited for it. So I want everybody else to be excited for it. Awesome. So I'm very excited to uh, start announcing that I've officially started uh, writing my first book on time management. It's called Be Kind to Future You. 
Um, I'm actually planning on spending quite a bit of time on it here in this, this coming November. I know November is novel writing month, but I'm cheating and writing nonfiction. Um, I'm really extremely excited to, to talk about um, a lot of the things in my journey that got me started in time management and how other people and other messages really caught me and let me know uh, just how important it was to have a life and also how to do so. So I'm going to be putting a lot of those really core concepts into this book. And the, the number one concept, of course, is this concept of what it means to be kind to future you and how that fits into a time management or, or a, a productivity landscape and also how that fits, especially into the lives of entrepreneurs like photographers. Yeah. I mean, you know, from, from my my own standpoint, one of the things that I'm excited to learn is to how to figure out how to optimize my time between working for Imagely, for having my freelance business, and for being with my family, but still doing everything I need to between work, freelance, speaking, teaching, everything. You know, like how do you how do I balance that? So, uh, you know, I, I think the books can be very helpful for me to you know figure that out. So, I think that's going to be helpful just for. Um, you know, wedding photographers and portrait photographers who are so busy that they can't find time for their family, and which is extremely important, as as we all know. So, um, absolutely, and I think I, I'm hoping to dispel some of of what I believe are are the myths in the productivity industry. You have to understand too, like productivity is an industry like anything else. People tell you a little bit of at least of what you want to hear. Uh, that you you want to hear that you can absolutely do everything, and the the fact is you can do everything with help from programs and people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all, it's all possible. It just, uh, it just takes different mindsets. And so I think that, um, I'm really excited to, to talk a little bit more about, about that and, and about, you know, my own early disillusionment with the whole, uh, productivity industry and seeing how it was making people burn out because it was, causing people to be able to do more things, but not necessarily to, um, to fix the, the problems that were the root of some of the issues in their lives. Yeah. Great. Um, so that's going to be a fantastic book. Do you have a, an estimate of when that might be available or are you just still going through? The- I'm still in the writing stage. Right. I'm hoping to self publish it. So it's a little, it's in my own, uh, my own control when it gets published. I am definitely looking to have it out before the end of 2017. So it will be, it will be coming out in the next year. Great. Cool. Anything else that's coming up, uh, that you want to share? I think, um, I'm just really excited about, um, about having had some speaking opportunities and a number of different kinds of events. And I think, um, I'm also excited about the fact that I've been in the business long enough that I started sort of graduating some of my students that I've started working with, you know, a year or two ago and um, seeing some incredible changes in their lives. So uh, it's, it's a really cool place for me to be in my business, you know, from, from getting started with people who are in real crisis situations with their time and working with them. I've now started to graduate people, you know, three or four people have now been completely graduated, feel like their lives are totally back on track and, and in a normal space. And I'm, I'm really proud of that because it's, it affects those people's lives and, and the, their families and their friends and everyone around them. And I know that I'm starting to be able to give people their lives back. And that's an incredible thing to be able to say. So I'm really proud of that. And excited yeah, you know, it. it's, it's one thing to teach people photography and see them become successful or teach them business and see them become successful in their, whatever they're doing in the genre, uh, in the photography genres. But it's another thing to see them learn something that's both 
good for them in their business and good for them in their personal lives. And to actually see that implemented, got to be such a good feeling. Um, it really is. It really is. And everything I teach is something that you can implement all over the place. And I, I think it's an, it's incredible to see people um, start doing outsourcing in their own lives. Um, you know, one of the one of the most taken pieces of advice I've I've given people is to start outsourcing cleaning things like uh, cleaning the house and laundry. Yep. It's one of the most taken pieces of advice I've given, and one of the most highly recommended. You know, so my wife and I started doing that because you know she's a teacher, so she's you know working every day. Uh, I've got all my stuff going on. We're you know so we're both working. It's hard to find time to spend with our with our with our daughter and clean the house. You know without her sort of counteracting us cleaning the house. <laughs> so <laughs> fair yeah. enough. So um, what well, we we started outsourcing to a to a cleaning company that's local and uh, shop local. And um, <laughs> but what a lot of people don't realize is depending on the cleaning company you get, if you don't get just a person, if you get a company, they supply the cleaning supplies. So although we, they might be a little bit more expensive, they're costing us thirty dollars more a month uh, or each time they come than uh, the the cleaning lady that we had before them. And they come two people instead of one, so they're faster, and they supply the cleaning supplies, which, in theory, makes up for that $30 difference because we don't have to keep buying cleaning surprise, supplies. They even buy the mops, and they bring it all specifically mm-hmm. for our house. So that full-service cleaning is the way to oh, go. Yeah. I, I love it, too. Yeah. I think it's it's great. And I, I don't always get it for ourselves now, but I get it when we're busy enough that we need it. Yeah. And I absolutely love love the fact that you can support the community in that way and support people. And, you know, one of the things that's really interesting to me is that there's this perception that absolutely everyone hates cleaning. <laughs> a lot of the cleaning people I've met love it. Yeah. They think it's the best thing. They get a huge charge out of seeing things go from chaos to clean. And I, I love that I can support somebody who's actually enjoying that yeah. <laughs> process as well. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a, that's that's, a good that's, point. That's a cool thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. So let's dig into WordPress a little bit. Uh, so learning learning your tools, right? So WordPress is a tool for photographers. Um, it's a pretty powerful tool if a photographer wants to go to that route because it can um, it can be the bulk of your photography business. It can run the bulk of your photography business if you really wanted to. So we all know that WordPress is difficult. So I know that you you feel um, you feel that's important for photographers to learn WordPress if. If they're going to be using it, you, you, I know you feel it's important for them to actually learn it and not just use it. So you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I definitely want to talk about that. I, I get a lot of discussion with photographers in community about um, how can I, you know, they, they like to crowdsource spot information about tools that they use. So they'll be like, I don't know how to do this one little thing or I don't know how to do that. And it's, it's painfully obvious to me over and over again that people have not sat down, taken two hours, mm-hmm. and learned how to use programs. Yep. And this is never more evident than in probably three of the biggest programs people use, which are Photoshop, Lightroom, and now WordPress. I honestly would believe that it's it's kind of up there in terms of maybe daily use for, for many photographers who are looking to increase their business and recognize the value that it has. So I... I can get very challenging with people sometimes when this happens, um, when, when they're asking very spot-specific questions about a program, yeah. being like, 
have you taken a full view of what this program can do? Have you checked out? I mean, WordPress has some some pretty fantastic uh, documentation of its own. Yep. And also, it's one of the most uh, it's it's the, one of the easiest things to find um, uh, YouTube tutorials and 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 free information on how to use yep. it. So your only excuse is, did you take the time to do it? And most of us, and and this goes right back to this be kind to future you concept. Most of us don't realize that the opening the box and never looking at the instructions thing wastes an absolute metric ton of time for many of us because we spend so much time playing with things as opposed to using them. And WordPress is huge like this for, for many people and many photographers. And because I know WordPress quite well and I started on with it early on, I mean, I've learned in my life to approach things by uh, learning basic usage as quickly as I can. Um, and I think that it's really important to recognize that WordPress is really hard when you're trying to learn it one tiny bit at a time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But as a program, if you learn it as its own program and as its own um, package, I, t- I feel that it tends to be less... Um, less daunting it's, yeah. as as a whole. Yeah, it's kind of like anything else. Like, if you were to open up Photoshop and try to learn Photoshop, which you, no one can ever learn Photoshop mm-hmm. quickly. No, I mean, that's a no. robust <laughs> software. But um, so maybe that's not a good example. Let's say you open up... Um, let's say you got your hands on a new MacFun app, right? On, on a Mac. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're used to using Lightroom and Photoshop. And you open up MacFun, and you're like, all right, so let me try this, and you close it. If you were to spend an hour or two with that software, you would you would know it's so much better because you would realize it's just like everything else. It's just a different interface than the others. Yeah. But really, in, in the long run, it is exactly like everything else. Um, so mm-hmm. it's sort of the same thing. WordPress, you go to create a new blog post or a new page, it's just like Microsoft Word. It's just like Google Docs. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Uh, it's just a little bit of the language is a little different. And the user interface, the actual design of the back end is a little bit different. But And then there's things that confuse people, like plugins and themes, what the difference are and what to get and that kind of thing. So there are, mm-hmm. you know, there's more to it, of course. But um, I, I'm going to recommend some of my favorite places to learn about WordPress. And if you have additional, um, please add if you have additional. Um, I'm going to start with um, my Facebook group that I run is WordPress for Photographers. So... Uh, I will link to it in the show notes if you don't, if you're not already in there. It is a closed group, which means I um, actually look at every single person who requests to join. So make sure that in your personal profile, because we won't be friends on Facebook, I, if you have privacy, I want people to see that you are a photographer. So make sure that somewhere it says that you are a photographer that is public, so that way I can see it and I can approve you. I am only approving photographers um, because we've had some spam issues. So. <laughs> um, there's also a WordPress for Photographers ebook that I do not, it's not mine. It is one that, um, it's a little bit older book, but it is still a fantastic resource. So I will link to that in the show notes. Uh, of course, the WordPress docs, as you mentioned, the documentation for mm-hmm. WordPress, that could be a little bit more overwhelming than the others, but it has everything. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, there's this podcast and others. So um, just do a search on iTunes for WordPress. And you can see a lot of different podcasts. And last but not least, I am actually building my own course. It's going to be called Camera to Completion Photo Blogging Workflow. So it's actually going to be a multiple, uh, it's going to be multiple or multi-course. It's going to be my blogging workflow, right? And then it's going to be an actual Mm -hmm. WordPress 101 type of 
course in that at the same time. So you get the both the best of both worlds. Um, I will link to that in the show notes. And there's actually a um, a place where you can sign up to be notified when it's ready. And if you sign up, you're going to get a really nice deal once it's available. So um, that's super exciting to hear that you're developing that. Yeah. And I I think that's 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 really important because photographers look inside their own world for help. Yep. And so I want to I want to see people knowing how to use these tools and and being able to use them to the best of their efficiency. And I don't I don't say that just because I. I want you to have a more, you know, efficient life. I also say that because uh, I believe personally that WordPress is a money-producing machine and that if you create, uh, and, and it has been for me in my life, I've made lots of, of, of cash because I've used WordPress because it's been easy to optimize for SEO and, well, not not easy in the sense <laughs> of like the most effortless thing I've ever done, yeah, yeah. But, but something that I don't have to, I don't have to constantly fight it to make, to make a, a well- uh, well-proportioned, you know, SEO post. So I, th- I think it's really exciting to um, to delve into the possibilities that it has and to to see its potential. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the ways you can make money with, with WordPress because there are many. So for example, um, the three that come to the top of my head are, um, or a few that come to the top of my head are one you could do, and I'm going to talk from the. Um, strategic standpoint as far as the what plugins can do for you and then also just an overview um or an over, from a 30 30,000 view look down on this so first is mm-hmm. you could do proofing so you cannot pay a, a another service for proofing galleries and just do your proofing on wordpress and if you do proofing using your own site that has a lot of advantages because one you're saving money on another you know service um you're hosting on your own website, so you got your own branding. It's co- coherent with the rest of your site, and people, when they proof, they're in turn going to buy something. So that leads mm-hmm. to e-commerce. You can sell your photos with WordPress. You can just sell digital downloads, and you can sell prints, right? So there's more money that you mm-hmm. can make again on your site, and it's cohesive with everything else. Um, and then you also have the fact that blogging, right? So WordPress uh, search engines prefer WordPress sites when for ranking, because when people are using WordPress, they know that they're most likely blogging, or search engines know that that the person using WordPress is most likely blogging, which means there's most likely going to be fresh content being posted mm-hmm. quite often. So typically, a WordPress site gets ranked better than, let's say, a Squarespace site, naturally, just because it's WordPress. Um, and it's, mm-hmm. it's silly to think that that's true, but it is, because naturally, WordPress is a blog. Um, so, yes, it's also a site, website and a blog, but the software itself um, leads to, to blogging. So there's three right ways right there that you can make some money with WordPress. Um, just because if you're blogging and you're ranking well, you're going to in turn start making, um, make, you know, converting people to, to customers. Yeah, I think that's that's very true, and and that's that's a you know thank you for putting that so so simply and concisely. I mean, I remember this one um, quote or or one discussion that I had with someone um, about social media and things, and uh, about WordPress in particular. They were saying, you know, as, as far as Google is concerned, the most ideal best website on the entire internet is Wikipedia. Uh, it, you know, yeah, it, 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 it's kind of true. It, I mean, search engines do prefer <laughs> Wikipedia, which is funny um, since it's all user contributed and some of the content there might not be real but or, or uh, validated. But 
Yeah, yeah, it does. and it's it's they they don't they don't prefer it because it's the most you know the best source on everything. Right. They they do because it's uh, it's constantly changing. There's there's images. There's words. There's um, lots of an interaction. And yep. and to to Google, that's what they think is is the the king of all websites. And so it's really not surprising to me that blogs um, and in particular WordPress would be the next best thing yep. as far as a search engine is concerned. That's totally, totally. So um, any other ways that you can think of off the top of your head to make money using WordPress? I, th- I think like uh, being, being aware of um, the fact that while there are huge numbers of people searching the most common search terms, there's also tons of people that search that always search in full sentences or search very specific search terms. Um, and that was actually when I started in um, SEO optimizing my website, I was always very certain to include things like that. And I get a ton of my business and I can verify this by, or at least I used to before Google screwed up how they, uh, how they tell us about our search, uh, <laughs> search terms. Yeah. But I could, at, at the time that this was, was really happening to me, I could verify independently that someone, I had gotten a client through a search term that was a little bit more unusual. So the more you're able to um, put new words and new phrasings and new ideas into your website, the more you can catch those people, the outliers. And often you, then you, then you're automatically first <laughs> and you catch it for, especially for someone in your service area. So you can catch that business. And I think without a, without a platform where you're, you're blogging and including that much, much text and continually adding more information um, it's not going to work. So to me, that's one of the big ways that I've made money using WordPress is by attracting people who don't search the the most common search term. Yeah. So so let's talk a little bit about um, search search your keywords that you might want to rank your or, or optimize your site for and potentially rank well. Um, my go to tool for figuring out what keywords to use is the Google Keyword Planner, and mm-hmm. I say that because even though this tool is made for advertisements or Google ads specifically, um, you put in a keyword that you want or the keyword that you think is good. It's going to give you a list of other search terms that might be related to it. And Mm -hmm. it's going to tell you how many times that keyword is being searched both globally and locally to you, how many times a month it's being searched and how hard it would be to rank well for. And now the rank well for is going to be a number that's actually based off of ads. So it'll tell you it'll be very difficult. It'll be an eight on difficulty, eight out of 10 based on ads. But that re- that number really correlates to organic um, SEO as well. So if, if the ad difficulty is high, the SEO is going to be high and difficult. So absolutely. Yeah, so um, my, that's my go-to uh, and I'll just put in whatever keyword I think might be what people will search for. And then it'll give me a list of, actual search terms. So um, is that what you do or do you have a different tool that you use? No, that's definitely the tool that I use. I think, and it's also important to not just use it once and leave it and set it, forget it either because people's search habits change over time. Right. So, um, and I, I'm, I'm up for renewal on my, my own and since I need to go back and, and research. But I remember one of them, the really fascinating things to me in, in my community um, is that when I, when I did that search about Edmonton in Canada, here where I live, I found that 
people here typically search for a photographer, not a wedding photographer. Hmm. There's far fewer people that search for wedding photographer than just searching for a photographer. That's really interesting. Um, And that's not true everywhere, right? Like, but, but in this city, in this province, when people search, um, so that's why when I started working, I was, I was looking to rank for Edmonton photographer and there was tons more competition for Edmonton wedding photographer, but fewer people searching for it. So that was really quite a fascinating thing for me as someone who was, I I was not just shooting weddings. I shoot quite a few genres. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's really, uh, fascinating that I wouldn't have expected that as a photographer. So it gives, it gives this wonderful glimpse into what other people are thinking outside of, and and we can be a little bit, um, narrow focused in, in, in our own um, ways of looking at these things, right? We, we don't necessarily know what other people are thinking or searching for. Yeah. We think we know, and that's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's, let's give some, uh, some takeaways for this. So um, anybody listening or watching the video, go to Google keyword planner. First, open up a text document and create a list of the keywords that you think is related to your business, both, more generic and also locally to you and be specific and don't be specific. So add wedding or add headshot or whatever your genre is, and then take that, that one word away. So it's just photography. Um, and so create this list and then go to the Google, Google keyword planner and fill that in and see the results you're getting and see what, um, see what people are actually searching for related to your, what you think are your keywords and see if they're, if it's actually specific to your genre. See if it's actually better locally or not locally. What I mean by that is including Edmonton in, in your keyword or not including Edmonton or just, mm-hmm. just including Canada or, or whatever, you know. Or um, I guess in Canada, you, you even have it more difficult because you have to like Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Like that makes it even more difficult, um, you know. So. Well, not only that, but we, there's also all of the satellite communities. Like it's it, in Canada – most big cities have five or six satellite communities and and Edmonton being no different. So you also have to work at targeting those people as well to get your full service area. Yeah. Yeah. So, so really think, expand your, your regions. Um, Think really about where, where your customers are. Think about the different communities and neighborhoods. Um, Create this beautiful list that you think might be good for you. Throw into the keyword planner and see what actually is worth it and what people are mm-hmm. actually searching for. And then you know exactly what keywords and what search, ter- search terms, like long tail keywords, that you need to start working into your SEO strategy on your website. And from a time management perspective, it might take you a day to find this information, yeah. but it could make you ten or $15,000. Yeah, I mean, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, just so everybody knows... Um, Years ago, when I was putting a lot of effort, this is pre-working on Imagely, but years ago, when I was putting a lot of effort into SEO for my own photography site, um, when I was pushing it hard, I was ranking number one for every keyword I wanted to, and I was getting mm-hmm. five or more inquiries a day, a day, yeah. ranking number one. So think about how much your business you're getting now, not ranking number one, and then think about <clears throat> how much you'll get when you do rank number one. It will change your business Big time. Um, and if and if for some reason you're only ranking second or third, you're still going to get a huge amount. Oh of it. yeah, I'm. I, I've 
I was only number one for a little while, but I've been on the front page and in the top the top three to five for most of my my career in Edmonton. And it is it is madness how much more work you'll get oh, yeah. going get getting even on the first two pages. So if if you're just starting out and it's going to take you a while to build up there, just know that every rank up you go, that's way more clients that that are going to see who you are and get a chance to to look at look at that. So don't get disappointed if you're shooting for number one and you're still on the first page. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, the top three spots are are the ideal. Um, if you're they're gold. Yeah. yeah. If you're still on the first page, it's still good, but you won't see the the click throughs like you would if you were in the one one to th- two or three spots. So. Um, yep. have one, two, or three as your ideal, um, number one being the best, of course. And then first page is still, you're good. So, yeah. Um, and I've, I've spent most of my career at about a third, yeah. which has given me as a single photographer, plenty of work to do. Oh, yeah. That's, I've never, yeah. I've never lacked as a single photographer <laughs> having, being in the third spot. So yeah. I think, uh, shooting, shooting for the top is, is fantastic, but if you're just starting out, I'm saying, you know, know, know that every spot you move up is going to be great for your business and all of that work will pay off. Totally. Totally will. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we move into your recommended uh, WordPress plugins or themes? You know, I think, I think um, just to segue into the, to the recommended mm-hmm. plugins or themes, the, the same, the same learning thing that I was talking about applies with, with plugins and themes as well. Um, just setting aside enough time to actually learn how to use the new tools that you add to WordPress and learn what their capacities and capabilities are. Um, I think that's that's kind of the segue that I would use is that the same thing I said about WordPress applies to the things you add to WordPress, the 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 add-ons, the um, the themes, the plugins. Recognizing what what they can do for you and how they work is is going to be great. And this is even true if you are um, paying someone else to do a lot of of the work for you. If you're able to recognize what's happening and troubleshoot a little bit, um, you know, uh, one of the things that's that has happened to people in the past, and, and this is particularly involving um, uh, plugins and th- uh, for plugins and plugins that come with themes for contact forms. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've encountered numerous situations now where photographers have not gotten, uh, have suddenly stopped getting inquiries and not realized that it had to do with some with form problems on their website. Um, and I think that's a, that's an issue that people need to be aware of. You need to be checking those things oh, yeah. um, and making sure that you're not, uh, you're not losing inquiries because of some technical issue. Yeah. In fact, I would even go a step further and actually add to your calendar for once a week to not you test it, but have someone else test it mm-hmm. specifically someone not in your household. Um, and, Send them to your contact form. Have them actually send you an email, whether it just us could be silly, it doesn't matter. But have them test it. Make sure you're actually getting it. And if you're not getting it, uh, you, my first go-to, and this is just from my experience with WordPress, my first go-to mm-hmm. would be contact your host. Because mm-hmm. most contact form plugins use a server configuration called PHP Mail which actually means that it's using the server to send that email to you and to your, mm. to your whoever just contacted yeah. you. So if that is not configured correctly on your server, then it will not send the email. So that's typically what um, creates a contact form from not working. Now, it could also be that the plugin up, was updated and then something broke. But mm-hmm. my first go-to would be 
go to your hosting company. If your hosting company can't help you, that's a whole another issue. But they should be able to help you. <laughs> they should be able to help you pinpoint exactly why it's not going um, through error logs or something like that. So, um, but, yeah, absolutely. And the first step of that is just being aware that that could happen to anybody yeah. and does happen. Oh, yeah. That people lose. I've had people who didn't get increased, and this happened to me once, and I learned my lesson. It only happened to me for about a month and a half. Mm-hmm. But that was long enough. Yeah. <laughs> I lost a lot of work. There, there's um, another one. You want to hear another interesting one? So yeah. also with contact forms. Uh, so there's Automatic, the company that's behind WordPress.com and many of the WordPress uh, plugins that are available for everybody, um, mm. has a plugin called Akismet, which is a comment spam plugin. Oh, okay? yes. Now, it's for comments on blog posts. However, some form plugins, including my favorite, Gravity Forms, actually have a feature that integrates with Akismet's uh, spam prevention. So you can actually make sure that Akismet is blocking spam uh, form completions. Well, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. sometimes Akismet is known for having false positives and it will actually block good, valid emails. So uh, my recommendation is not to use that on your form. If your form plugin that you're using has an Akismet integration, turn it off. Um, turn off that integration and just use something like recapture or just don't block, don't prevent anybody from contacting you. Just delete the ones that happen to be spam. It's easy to press the delete button. Yes, very easy. <laughs> very easy. Um, so that, that's, a, that's a little tip for everybody. Just look out for that. And that's an easy solution, actually. So That's great. Yeah. That, that is an easy solution. I Keep that in mind because I'm hoping to switch my contact form provider. I know I've been looking at switching to Gravity Forms mm-hmm. for a while. So I've been using Form Assembly, mm-hmm. um, which I've liked for quite a few years. But it's, uh, it's not as mobile friendly. And I'm, I'm looking to switch up to get a, a, a better mobile friendly thing because I'm um, as everyone, I think, uh, since I have a mobile-friendly site, I'm getting far, far more people coming in from mobile, and I want to make sure that they're they're able to access everything and and particularly able to contact me because that's the biggest the biggest thing that I want everyone to do, and I don't want to provide any stumbling blocks to stop people from contacting. Totally, me. totally, cool. Um, any themes that you uh, that you like using uh, specifically, or that you recommend for photographers to check out? You know, I've. Um, previously in my business, uh, I was using Graph Paper Press mm-hmm. um, because I was uh, because they had an integration with Photo Shelter mm-hmm. at the time, and that was that was what I was using at the time. So I, I liked that. I mean, I've I've since moved on to at the t- at, at this point having a, a separate um, photography and uh, blog and gallery system. I might like to reintegrate that again, um, but I would say in terms of themes, I have I have more. I would say maybe cautions and recommendations. <laughs> I love I love Theme Forest for themes, but when you cheap out on themes, you can also get themes that have really big issues. Yep. So, I mean, I have a theme on my site that I love the way it looks, and I haven't been able to find anything remotely like it. And occasionally, things on my website will just disappear. <laughs> because of the way the page filter that they're working with works. So um, there's uh, thankfully I always archive my site. And so I have, I have all of that um, that I can just plug back in, but I would rather not have to do that. (laughs) You know? So I think, I think that um, buying a good quality theme up front and, 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 you know, as a photographer, I totally get the, the nickeling and diming when you spend your money. The, okay, 
this theme is $50 and this one is $80. And so I'm going to buy the $50 one and I'm going buy yourself dinner, <laughs> you know, for that $30 or not have any headaches for the next two years <laughs> as, as you have your theme. So, so themes like uh, the ones that uh, Imagely offers or, or some of the other, you know, really good industry themes are going to um, maybe cost you a few extra dollars in the short run and a whole lot less headaches yes, in the long run. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, in fact, so, you know, you were still talking about the, the, you know, the, I forgot what term you used, like the nitpicking with the dollars that you want to spend. You oh, know? yeah. Um, but uh, some companies like Graph Paper Press and like Imagely, like us, um, like uh, Elegant Themes and, and many others, mm-hmm. they offer what's called an unlimited or a lifetime license. So what mm-hmm. that means yeah, is... Yeah, those are great. Yes, yeah, so you, you buy it once and you get you get it forever. No more renewals, no more nothing. You get the updates forever. You get uh, support forever and so on. So, um, for example, Imagely, we have, we have a lifetime plan that's uh, $400.00. Right, so it's a big chunk up front, but you're only paying that once. It's basically you're paying for three years of our. It's actually our, our all of our themes and all of our plugins in one package for four hundred dollars. So you're paying for basically three years of it up front, and you're getting it forever. You know, so mm-hmm. so look out for hugely lo- worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you're not a, like I'm not a fan of of paying uh, monthly fees when I don't have to. Right, so. Um, Mm-hmm. I know a lot of other photographers are the same way. So if you don't like paying monthly fees, look for lifetime plans and pay it once. Get it off your plate. You'll pay it off with one job, <laughs> and yeah, totally. And, and and you won't have to think about it ever again. So yeah, I love I love that. And so yeah, I guess in a sense it's a cautionary tale because I've always had other. Well, you know, with the exception I think of, of Graph Paper Press, everything else I've tried to do for themes, there's always been difficulties. You know, there's always been something that's come up where. Uh, or the theme doesn't is just somehow not compatible with almost any plugin you put into it, or all, all these other things because they're not built with longevity and simplicity in mind. And so, um, not uh, finding a theme from a proper developer or getting your th- a theme developed specifically for your website, um, those are all things that can can be good. And I think the thing that's important for photographers to understand is that. Um, it's great to have a different looking website, but not at the expense of, of your time and your sanity and all these other things too. You need to make yep. sure that you're um, creating something that will not fall apart every time you change it. That will not um, be, be an issue. Like these are all part, you know, we go right back to my be kind to future you mm-hmm. <laughs> when it's being very kind to future you to do something like have lifetime access to support. It's, it's being kind to future you to uh, buy a good quality thing upfront. Yeah. Um, my parents always used to teach me that you'd you know, spend, spend the most money on things you use every day. And your website is happening every day, even when you're not there. Yep. And it, same so, goes for the camera you're using, you know, it's the totally. same exact thing. Like don't, you know, you're not going to buy a, a knockoff cheap camera when you're, that's a, the one of the biggest parts of your business. <laughs> so um, absolutely. So, so, and, and it, it scares people to spend that much yeah, money on something. Yeah. And and I recognize that that's the truth, and I I've I've been scared myself, but I've never regretted spending a big chunk of change on my website. Yeah. <laughs> like, never, even when sometimes when things don't work, even when it was a mistake to spend that money, I learned from it and moved on. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I think that it's really important to recognize that you can you're, you're you're dealing with something that has the potential to make you a f- a really good living, and 
if you're gonna if if if, if you're looking at something like if, if you were gonna gonna buy a, a suit for for a job interview and you came upon a suit that was seventy dollars and a suit that was one hundred and fifty and one of them looked way better on you, which one are you gonna pick? Right? Mm-hmm. Most of us, if it was for a job interview, would pick the good suit. And not and 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 excuse the money, but we don't do that for our websites, which is a little silly because the website is the suit. You know, yeah. it's the, the way that people see exactly, us. Exactly, exactly. And I, I like to tell people whenever I teach WordPress. Uh, actually, I just did this at uh, the Out of New York Photography Conference on uh, Friday when I taught WordPress. I, I I I tell people, you know, we all have our personal taste in photography websites that that we want for our photography websites, but really, the design doesn't matter. It does not matter. Because your, as long as it looks good, it doesn't have to be custom. It doesn't have to be the most unique site out there. It needs to just show your work. It needs to show your content. It needs to show about you and connect, help you, know, you connect with your potential customers. Because your customers won't care if you spend $3,000 on a custom website. Mm-hmm. They won't care if you spent you know, $40 on a theme. And they won't care if you spent 400 on a lifetime theme. They won't care. They won't care at all. They want to see your work and to be able to connect with you. And and that's what's most important. So stop worrying about what's what, you know, about uh, having to do something that's 100% unique. And, and, and don't also take the cheap way out because the cheap way out is not necessarily good for your business. So it goes, it goes, you know, both ways of the scale and just just get it done and start making money. <laughs> so yeah and i can't stress enough from a time management perspective how the cheap way out is killing people's lives yeah yeah I, I, like i yeah. i cannot stress to you enough how often i talk to people about how they're struggling and struggling to justify spending money on outsourcing stuff and it's it's a, a tiny amount of money compared to what they could make if they had the time to invest to actually make a living and to have a life um, and so I, I hear this all the time and I talk to people about it all the time and it, especially in, in certain, certain kinds of cultures. And I, I know, you know, in, um, in Canada where I live is West, Western Canada, it has a, a similar kind of mentality to a lot of people in the Midwest, um, in terms of, uh, we believe that we should be able to do everything ourselves, And if we can't do it ourselves, our sister or brother or cousin can do it. And if those people can't do it, then. Um, might have to maybe possibly find someone else who could and and that that self-reliance is a is a value that we have and something that we believe is the best and there's people like that all over who are taught who are grown up being taught that that self-reliance is an incredible wonderful thing and i think for many of us and particularly as business owners it can be a trap that we fall into and we don't um we don't fix and and create the lives that we really should have or or you know honestly from a from a broad perspective we're not uh, we're not allowing other people to have those jobs and not, you know we're taking everything and too much upon ourselves so i think that that's um f- finding finding ways to do that in your in your wordpress site is also an important and great thing um and you know i'm, I'm sorry rachel can't be here because i'm sure she'd be very happy to hear me say that <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, I, I think that uh, that what what she does and and what uh, you know Christine Tremule does about helping people find their voice, it, those are incredible things, and they're very very helpful and very very good on on my side of the time management coin. I see people finding more freedom and and more success that way. Oh yeah, you know, there's there's so between between um, finding somebody to do your blogging for you, between um, 
finding somebody like Christine to help you figure out how to present yourself on on the blog and 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 come up with your your uh, strategies for timings, um, or between people like uh, virtual assistants to just help you do whatever the task is, or to outsource your processing, or there's so many different things. Um, th- there's more ways than there's ever been in the history of the world yeah, to outsource. It, it is an amazing <laughs> time to be a photographer or to be a business person in general. Yeah. Um, so uh, before we close, uh, was there a, a plugin you want to talk about too, or um, any other final you uh, any other final words that you, or advice you yeah. want to share? Or? You know, I think the only plugin that I would mention because I think that's been installed in every single version of WordPress since I've had it is actually Pretty Link. Okay. Um, just because uh, I often want to link people to things outside of my website, mm-hmm. but I also want to know if they've accessed that information. And um, this is also great if um, maybe you don't have a nice way of linking people to galleries that are outside your website. Basically, uh, it allows you to put your own web address in front of um, of a tag that you create and you decide to create a, sh- a nice short link to something. Yeah. Um, so one of the main ways in which I've used this is that um, I have a big listing on Google Maps of different locations that I like to shoot in when people are asking me about locations. And when you get a map link from Google Maps, it is the ugliest, <laughs> it is the ugliest yeah. longest thing you yeah. have ever seen in your yeah. life. And so that that now is, you know, admirestudios.com slash uh, locations. <laughs> much easier. So yeah. way nicer, much nicer yeah. on the eyes and the hearts. And I can also see how much people use it when I send it out. Yeah. Yeah. So another another example of use, using something like this is let's say you partnered with a venue and mm-hmm. the venue gives you a custom link where they want to track your referrals to them. Yeah. That link is going to be ugly, most likely. So you can throw yep. that into pretty link and then shorten it to make it a, a much cleaner, you know, uh, admirestudios.com slash venue. And it's whatever the name of the venue is. And then that goes to their to their site with your the referral link that they gave you. So um, absolutely. And this is beautiful, especially if you're going to do something like, uh, you know, I, I'm also up for recommending in terms of uh digital magazines which are i think huge for wedding photographers yeah. right oh, now yeah. it's really nice if you create something like that to be able to visually present a nice link to somebody yep. um and that's one of the ways in which you can do it and it's it's extremely easy to to install and to use and uh, highly recommended and of course it has lots of longevity and and tons of users so um it's not going to fall away anytime soon as far as i know yeah so think think about um pretty links or pretty urls as part of your business brand and persona. Think about if you were to send an email to a customer and it's a super ugly link that looks like spam, they might mm-hmm. they might actually hit that spam button. So if you're including your domain in it, your website in it, that they're already used to, that makes it just that much better and more uh you know, cohesive with the rest of your of your brand in general. So it's um, it's all part of professionalism, yep. right? And you you want to look like a professional um, in all things because professionals get paid more. Yeah, it's like it's like <laughs> you don't don't use the AOL email address for your um, for your company email. Don't use an ugly yeah. URL for something that you don't want people to. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna forward to that ugly URL, but they're not gonna see that upfront. 
So yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's going to be a better user experience for them, and yeah. better experiences for clients are are a wonderful way to have a good business and make more money. So yeah. it all goes into that. And you know, I, I can be really focused in this conversation on how WordPress can make you money, but it can. It's an incredible tool and resource, and so um, I want people to invest their time and their money in it. So because uh, it it does it is going to have a return. You know, it's not one of these surprise investments where you try and invest something and nothing happens. Um, WordPress is a very, very good investment. Totally. Great. Um, so uh, any final, any final thoughts before we close up or I think, I think was, I just made that. Yeah, that was <laughs> I, pretty think, good. I think WordPress is an investment of your time and money. That is absolutely worthwhile is the best thing that I can say awesome. in terms of, of what you're offering here. And, um, I also just wanted to say, Scott, I, I, I love I love what you're doing for the community. I think it's really incredible that you've you've stepped up to create Imagely to um, to fill the need in the community for um, good education when it comes to WordPress, great themes and and hosting. I think there's uh, especially managed hosting. I think it's really exciting to to see that need be be met in the photography community, and thank you for doing that for everyone. Yeah, no, thank thank you for that. Um, you know, and I completely agree. It's something that the industry or the the industry and community needed, and hopefully, uh, it gets in front of more eyeballs and, and ears because there's still so many photographers that we haven't reached that can benefit from whatever we're doing, whether it's the free offerings we have or the paid offerings whatever, you know? So, um, I, I, I hope that a lot of photographers are learning from this and I think they are because our subscribers are going up. So that's good. <laughs> um, Yay. so, um, you know, and things like Canada photo convention out of New York and I think I'll be at out of Chicago and all these different things, um, where I get to talk to people about WordPress in person is even better because, uh, you know, sometimes online education is not the easiest and sometimes you need to be in front of a, of a face and, and be able to, you know, shake somebody's hands and show them a live demo and using their computer, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, absolutely. It's, it's an ongoing process and hopefully, hopefully we are making it easier for all photographers in the end. So, um, great. Well, thank you, Twyla, for joining me today. I am uh, so glad that you were able to join and, uh, I'll be including all of your different links and everything we mentioned in the show notes. Uh, so please be sure to check out Twyla's website uh, to stay in tune with her upcoming book because it's going to be awesome. Um, and uh, you can find the show notes from today's episode at imagely.com slash podcast slash 27. So until next time. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to the WordPress Photography Podcast. To listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more, please visit imagely.com forward slash podcast. 